Yo, I'm Chad. And I really have to pee. We are... No, seriously. You can just go. Just go right now. Go while everyone's listening. I dare you. I'm thinking about it. I'm looking around. Uh, I was hoping for like a bottle I could go into. All I see is my favorite mug, and I've been drinking out of it for 10 years. So I really can't... How long can you drink out of something before you become crazy? I mean, okay. uh, uh, Is there... Do you have to clean it or no? Yeah, yeah. I clean it. All right. I mean, uh, for once... Because people kept telling me to clean my office mug at an office job, I was like, I'm not cleaning it. And I went oh. almost two years, and it got filthy. Yeah, I get like a little green ring around it every couple months, and then I clean it. But it's like when I watch that Duck Dynasty show, that guy, Sai, he's been drinking from the same mug since Vietnam. What's the, what's the mug made of? It's uh, plastic. I it's mean, like a, It's like a thin plastic cup. I mean, so, I, I, what, what in, that, that says to me, like, 70s plastic is not safe, man. Like, they outlaw that stuff. I know. It's got to mess with his brain. Yeah, but I like my mug, so screw it. It'll probably just break one day, and that'll be it. But, yeah, I really got to pee, but I'm just going to... I think if I hold it, it's like a really cheap adrenaline rush. <laughs> it's like, it's this new thing, man. You got to piss, but you hold it in, and then you feel extreme. So yeah. that's how I'm gonna do this podcast today. <laughs> that's not a that's not adrenaline, man. That's what they call the piss shivers. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's the scientific phenomenon. We have no idea why, but when you really have to go, and you're walking around, you suddenly shiver, and slight maybe feel cold. You know what the funny thing is? I swear we actually talked about this in like episode seven or something. <laughs> Isn't it weird how things just start to feel familiar? Yeah, just as so. just as familiar, Eric, as it's E three season, and of course the same things are happening again and again and again. It's like Groundhog's Day every June. Uh, now remind me, if E three is happening this week, mm-hmm. why did Xbox do all their stuff two weeks ago? Well, why did they just wait to E three? <laughs> because it's all right. So let me relate this in a way that you will understand. Okay. Let, let me talk down to you for a second. That's fine. E uh, three <laughs> is like the Super Bowl. Yeah. In that. Um, uh, nobody cares about the outcome of what actually happens on the, on the trade show floor. It's all about the commercials. Okay. It's basically one gigantic commercial happens every single year where video game companies announce uh, games they're working on and uh, hardware. Like every three or four years, or every seven in this case, uh, they drop like new hardware announcements. The Wii U was announced at E3 last year. Right. So just like the Super Bowl... People, for whatever reason, are trying to get the jump on one another, so they're releasing their E3 news earlier and earlier and earlier. Uh, Yeah, so in Microsoft, uh, it wasn't even like the the console announcement. They leaked, somebody leaked, in quotes, leaked, like everything that they're going to be uh, dropping at E3 a couple days ago. And from what I've gathered from your posts on our Facebook page and other people's posts, you weren't happy about microsoft's xbox new system no well it's it's fitting and i won't go to politics but like just as this whole eavesdropping wiretapping scandal uh is happening in the national news microsoft announces a console that can track your every movement um that can tell how many people are in the room potentially charge you um for how many people are watching a movie at that given Mm. amount of time uh and sell all that information to third parties yeah, I thought I read somewhere and it's got to be plugged into the internet once a day at least. 
Yep, it has to register that it's uh, internet active at least once a day for it to work. Because there, it's this huge... They're, they're basically, it's like, uh, they're trying to curb piracy by pissing on 99% of all the consumers. Yeah, I feel like everything that they said just kind of agitated people. And I was like, that's not really what you want to do when you launch a new system, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's like, it, it was strange, Eric. It was like, at first... Uh, they came up with all these announcements. They're like, yeah, guys, and if you're trying to bring your used game to a friend's house, they can play it if they pay full price. Ha-ha, this is great. And and then they went back on it saying, whoa, 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 whoa. That was just like a crazy Microsoft executive. We don't know what he was on. And then a couple days later, they were like, nope, that was our official platform. Hooray. Uh, yeah, everything they, they started saying was just really pissing off the community. But what was what was great was Sony was totally capitalizing on it. Oh, dude, I've done this before in real life. Yeah? Yeah. You let one dude make an ass of himself, mm-hmm. and, and you were about to make an ass of yourself, but since he made an ass of himself, you just kind of step back to the edge of the party <laughs> and say nothing, and you win by saying nothing. Exactly. So, so it's like, shit, I was just about to say that fucking same thing. Oh, thank God he did. And then, then you join in. You're like, yeah, that guy totally sucks, right? And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden people are like, yeah, this guy knows who he's talking about. Yeah. And then you win because you didn't say anything. So I have to wonder if PlayStation was going to do some of those same measures. Like, and, and it's like, oh, Xbox is taking a beating. Let's, uh, we haven't talked about our shit yet. Let's uh, change course. I mean, they're... And, th- win? Th- there's been some speculation in there, but Microsoft's been taking a beating, but only in the hardcore gaming community, which uh-huh. is, it's a bubble. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, That's true. Like, like, there may be, like, an op-ed on, like, I don't know, like, the New York Times or some other, like, major media outlet talking about, like, oh, the, the backlash that Microsoft is having, but that's all that most of their consumers are ever going to hear about it. The hardcore gaming community is just this cesspool of hatred right now towards Microsoft and, like... God, every new meme that's coming out is like Connect related, Microsoft related, hate, 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 hate. Well, that one thing looked cool when you can expand your video game to your entire wall or into your entire room. Yeah, that didn't happen. It didn't happen? No, well, it I, was. I saw a video. I thought that was going to be on the. Like, that looks really cool. Like, it goes past your TV Gosh. and onto the whole wall. I was like, okay. See, everything, everything that is totally awesome. That could potentially happen with video games right now is not happening. So, like, so that's not that was like leaked, and it, it's not going to happen now. It would no. It was like it was never an official product. And what he's what he's talking about um, is like a projector that uses Kinect technology to project different things outside of your TV. But it's basically like an extension of the game, or it could give you like particle effects, like. It's really cool. You just got to check it out. Yeah, so you could be playing like Red Dead Redemption and you're in the middle of a western town mm-hmm. and your TV shows you most of what you're looking at, but then the whole rest of your wall shows even more of the buildings and the sky and the background of the western town. Yeah, and there's a million different applications for that kind of te- technology. Uh, two other amazing things that are coming out that really just make me super excited uh, are, like, are um, the Oculus the uh, the VR helmets that actually uh, is cool <laughs> and a lot of people are talking about it. Okay, all right. And oh, they, I mean, they basically made uh, g- like huge open world games like Skyrim work inside oh, okay. inside this thing. And paired with it is this new kick funded project, Kickstarter funded project that's like um, to go with the Oculus, which is they finally perfected 
a way to like walk and have the walk translate into a video game. So hmm. do, do you remember the uh, the activator back on the Sega Genesis? No. It's like it was like this octagon you stood in and like you could kick and punch outside of the octagon and it would like register in Mortal Kombat. Ah. This is basically like a treadmill. You can r- walk and or run in any direction and it will translate into video games uh, in real time. Mm. But except like uh, unlike every other system that's ever come out, it's not a treadmill, it's just a really slippery like bowl. So okay. So like you're 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 like walking down the bowl and your feet are just like slipping back down to center every single time. Okay. So you have to get these special shoes uh, to walk inside <laughs> of it. No, because you can't just wear socks, I guess. You but here, wanna, like, here's flip. the problem, though. Hardcore mm. gamers like to play for like 16 hours at a time, but none of those nerds are going to be able to walk for more than half an hour. <laughs> no, it's true. And that before, before they're like, I'm out. <laughs> let me let me tell you though, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Like yeah. uh, the industry has been pushing like um, regulation about you know like n- I mean not like laws or anything but like there's always these warnings saying like hey after two hours take a little break there's little pop ups that happen you know in certain games certain services that are saying like you have been playing for X amount of hours why don't you take a break you know every fifteen minutes like the suggested <laughs> gaming um, like regimen is like fifteen minutes you've been playing for three hours why don't you call a girl I know <laughs> you've only been playing with one hand. You're right, bastard. Yeah. So okay. So so, what are you actually pumped for? So I'm pumped for things that don't exist. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pumped for things that don't. Well, and this is this is kind of like where the where we're all trending is. There's all this hate towards all this DRM towards Microsoft to a lesser extent towards Sony making fun of the Wii U because there's actually like the very few new games that are amazing for it, and all this awesome stuff on the periphery is happening that's only going to be for PC. Oh, so we might have to go that route. That's what people are doing, and like they're calling this the the next gen- the eighth generation of video games. They're calling this the generation of indie games because mm-hmm. uh, really that's where all the innovation is 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 headed. You know, like the whole industry is kind of pushing towards smaller games, smaller budgets. Uh, you know, like these micro budget games that come out that blow up. Like whoever the developer is makes like you know, millions and millions of dollars and it goes straight to them. It's, yeah, it's self-published. It's like the whole, the whole app craze. Exactly, exactly. So this is kind of like where it's going. And with these big AAA titles, uh, you know, the PC has always been a place to, like, stick in your own peripherals, and, you know, the modding community has always been really strong. This right. seems to kind of be, like, the way that, like, the, like, the way that the hardcore gaming community currently is, like, shifting towards. So I want to, and and I've seen videos of this. I want to experience walking around with the uh, inside the the VR bowl, uh, with the Oculus on your head. So it's as if you're looking around in a VR environment that's actually like a AAA title, like a new title, and you're walking too. That sounds Mm -hmm. so cool. Why the hell couldn't any of the new consoles adopt to something like that? Yeah. See, here's the only thing I want. From games, mm. and this—I mean—they've—they've they've been going away from this for years. I all I ever want in games is offline multiplayer co-op. Right, <laughs> split screen. <laughs> I want offline multiplayer co-op. I want to be able to play four people on a game, but not have to be connected to the internet. I Word. just want me and three other people, most likely dudes, in a living room, all playing together. That's all I want. And uh, a lot of times, the multiplayer is usually only online. So, yeah, but you know, it's like um, 
what's your, uh, uh, Battle Block, uh, God, Battle Block Theater. I'm pretty sure you could do that. And smaller indie titles, there's a lot of that happening. Yeah, which man. Is, which is great. Which is great. I'm sure there's, like, some big AAA titles, too, that'll also have that. But, like, what Microsoft is really pushing is always online, only connecting with people through on- online co-op because they just assume that everyone has uh, stable internet connection. Here's the crazy thing about me. I don't want to play video games with strangers. Yes. Ever. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. I only want to play with my friends, you know? Yeah. Uh, or at least people I slightly know. Like, I wouldn't mind playing against people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. You know, because we've got some kind of connection. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we can just talk shit about you or something while we play. <laughs> Why? But, uh, uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, I've never been a huge online person. No, I mean, I mean it, it's fun to occasionally play online. I mean, it's cool to find people that are way more skilled than you playing no, online. It's no, it's not at all. Yeah, it because is. You just get murdered over and over again so quickly. It's the opposite of fun. No, no, me. no, no. No, I mean, like, no, I don't. Uh, God, the last time I, I haven't played a competitive game playing against other people in a long time. The last online game I really played a lot of was Mass Effect 3 and that's where it's it's like cooperative play. Mm. And that I, that was like when somebody like way better than me was on it was like I will learn from you. <laughs> I will tell yeah. you. I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. Online co-op where you're not getting massacred by people. They're just yelling at you cuz you suck on their team. I guess I could handle that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't mind that at all, but like god, there's so much cool stuff happening in video games right now and nothing that we're going to see at E3. Mark my words. Is gonna live up to anything. Microsoft, Sony, they're just gonna release like a bunch of new games. Sony is not as DRM devilry as uh, as Microsoft. And it's funny, like the the Wii U stands to benefit from everything because they are like a DRM free platform. They're just like well, whatever, man. You want to buy and sell our used games? I don't give a crap. Well, they better hope so because I mean, I think the Wii U is still being outsold by the Wii, so <laughs> it's 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 not holding up well. But it's getting a total boost from all this Microsoft hate. That's right. Hey, I'm telling you, uh, PlayStation, uh-huh. Xbox, anyone out there, I will worship you for the rest of my life <laughs> if you just release Battlefront Three. Might happen, dude. Just all might I happen. want, all I want is Star Wars Battlefront Three, and I swear right now. I pledge my loyalty to the gaming system that makes it happen. <laughs> I pledge my life for you. Yeah. Battlefront 3 Star Wars. Come on, EA. I know you own it now. Make it happen. Dude, seriously, EA? Well, yeah, EA was um, given the authority from uh, uh, Lucas. Well, mm. I, I was going to say Lucas Films or not Lucas Arts because they're gone. Yeah, but, Disney. Uh, yeah. Yeah, EA has the Star Wars license now for games. Uh, so, I mean, what if they pumped out a sequel, a uh, Battlefront sequel, every single year? Would you buy it? Well, I mean, not every year. Because that's that's kind of what they do, man. Hey, whatever, dude. They can make fucking Star Wars Madden, and I'll buy it. <laughs> like, all right, we got Wookiees playing, uh, playing football against the clones. Let's do it. I would love that. Yeah, Actually, I'll that's play, a good idea. Yeah, they should have like a, a code you can play Star Wars Madden. That'd be awesome. I love that. That would that'd be like, but you could only draft so many of each on your team. Like you could only have one Rancor monster. Mm-hmm. You have to decide, all right, do I want to be defensive end? Or do I want to be like <laughs> uh, running back? You know, mm-hmm. and then you can, you, you only get like, uh, 
you only get uh, well you have to have at least four Ewoks and they suck right so you're like fuck I guess I can make one like the placeholder and then uh, yeah you, you can have as many clone wars clone soldiers as you want because they're all kind of like baseline dudes mm-hmm. you know one Jedi you know it'd be awesome I think the I Jedi totally Star Wars football I dig that. I dig that. So, like, you could set those guys anywhere you want. So you could have the Jedi playing, like, wide receiver and, like, flipping around in the end zone. Or you could have them be the QB. Yes. I totally dig that. And you know what? You know what? For DLC, they could bring in, like, the Star Wars, or excuse me, the Star Trek team. Have them get murdered. No, it would be, it would be so cool. Like, uh, you, I mean, you know, you got to have Han Solo. Oh, right. Maybe he's a tight end. Uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. Where, where would Princess Leia be? I have no idea, but I think C-3PO could be like John Madden, and every single time he comes up for advice, he'd be like, let the Wookiee win. <laughs> I guess you could have uh, Slave Leia just be like a cheerleader during halftime. It would be cool if she was like actually good uh, like on the field. Like 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 uh, episode four, Princess Leia. She was hardcore. Yeah, it's true. Did you ever notice this was pointed out to me online that like whenever she does scenes with uh, with uh, Grand who was the Moff uh, Grand Moff Tarkin yeah whenever she does scenes with Grand Moff Tarkin she talks in an English accent like he does really and when she's not in a scene with him she talks normal oh she must have a lot of empathy no I think she was just a shitty actress back then and she just <laughs> like, started talking like him because let's a lot of um and and also I mean like. Darth Vader had an English accent, you know, because he was when he did his lines before they redubbed him. Well, like they shot over in, in England, so like pretty much all the extras did too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like if you ever go back and watch those, uh, like I guess you could say that since she was an imperial senator, she was kind of talking in like a clipped, you know, senatorial voice, you know, when she was addressing <laughs> other people. Mm-hmm. But the the theory is, is like whenever she does a scene with him, she just kind of like copies him. That's so. I mean, well, Darth Vader. Let's let, let's not mince words. Darth Vader has Scottish accent. Yeah, the man's okay. Scott. But I mean, she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, Grand Moff Tarkin. I should have recognized. <laughs> that is the greatest British accent of all time. <laughs> I should have recognized your foul stench when I was brought aboard. And then, uh, and then when she talks to Luke, she's like. You got a short for a stormtrooper, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> Will someone get this walking carpet out of my way? <laughs> and then, and then, Mark Tarkin is back. She's like, "They're on Dantooine. The rebel base is on Dantooine." <laughs> I mean, maybe she was into him. Maybe she's just like, if I play my cards right, I could be riding the Imperial cabin tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Anyways, sorry for that. Like grandma, grandma talking. Draw me like one of your French girls. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Go next time you watch it, just watch her scenes with him and listen to her voice, and then listen to her voice other other places. That's it's interesting. Kind of she did have a huge crack nail. Like her pinky is clearly longer than the rest of her fingernails. Oh shit! I did not even look at that. Yeah, look at that next time. She was uh, apparently she was doing so much coke on set that John Belushi called her. On behalf of the other actors to tell her not to do so much coke. Wow. John Belushi calls you up to tell you to stop doing drugs. <laughs> you know you're in trouble. Yeah, he's like a year from the grave at that point. And, Pretty much. <laughs> well, I guess more like three or four, but wow. <laughs> 
So, uh, anything else? Because then I got some other shit I want to talk about. I mean, I'm just kind of, well, it's kind of like, there's so much awesome stuff ha- happening. None of it's going to be at E3. That's my E3 prediction, Eric. I'd be like, wow, I've already seen the top of the mountain. Somebody immersed in virtual reality gear uh, that you that will be out by the end of the year, by the way. And only PC gamers will reap the benefits outside of the hacking slash modder, modder community that's going to make it work. Oh, I'm, ch- I'm, I'm done with Microsoft. You're dead to me. Oh, I they're alive to me if they will just announce Star Wars Battlefront. Dude, no, no way, because all all right, check it out. This is just pointed out. So the, all this always online nonsense, all yeah. all this like anti DRM stuff, as soon as they come out with the next Xbox, the next whatever, or like a few years pass, they're gonna shut down those battlefront servers quicker than I don't know, quicker than they did the last time. Oh, I don't need battlefront servers because I don't play online against other people, remember? I, uh, okay. Offline multiplayer co-op. Mm. With friends. <laughs> That's all I need. God, I gotta pee so bad. Yeah. It's like, can. right now, like, I just kind of, like, flexed my left arm muscle, and I could see it coursing through my veins. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh, I gotta pee so bad. Dude, stop what you're doing and go pee. I mean, I will go talk about anything if you just, like, go to the restroom. It'll be okay. It won't be, Chad. The listeners are begging me to stay right now. <laughs> hey, let me let me tell you. Let me switch topics and tell you about this new cartoon you should watch. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna send you an episode on Facebook in a day or two. All right. Nickelodeon's got this new show called Sanjay and Craig. Okay. And Sanjay's like a boy, and Craig is his pet snake. Okay. And who can talk? Obviously. Yes. And uh, I was watching this. It's just been out for like two weeks now, but I was watching it and I was like, I think Chad would like this. It has a huge uh, 90s silly cartoon vibe to it. Oh, really? Like macaroni you arms? It. Like, um, like Rock Was Modern Life, like Freakazoid, mm. Little mm. Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Um, it's definitely like the first cartoon I've seen in a long time that kind of gave off that. Because there was that, that time in the 90s when all the cartoons were very silly. Hmm. No, but not Looney Tunes silly, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, no, they, they went they went off the deep end, and then Batman came out. Batman, uh, the animated series, came out and brought us back into serious town. Well, I bet. I mean, the first Batman actually came out like like early '90s, so I mean, oh, all right. not, not really, but um, but yeah. So I'll send you an episode. So you know, I, I it's a little it's sillier than regular show. I love regular show. That's a little more adult. This one's a this one's a little borderline, I guess. All right, borderline kids. Kids slash adults, so okay. it's not like the greatest, but then there are some pretty funny moments. So I'll I'll will put an episode on our Facebook page in a couple of days because there was one that really stuck out to me that I think you would you would enjoy. So it's Sanjay and Craig on Nickelodeon. Cool. I'll check, I'll check it out if you uh, if you will go to the bathroom. No, the pee stays in. Now it's like a point of honor. I can't let the pee win. Honor I this. Gotta, <laughs> I gotta make it through the whole episode now. I'm the master of my own body. No, Eric. No, there's no, there's no honor in holding the pee in. You have to let it out. Fuck that, man. A Klingon. Besides, it'll, it'll feel even better when I do let it out eventually. Dude, a Klingon. Built up tension. <laughs> Klingons would pee right in the middle of the battle. They would give a crap. Well, you won't. Uh, maybe I will, but not maybe yet. You should. Um. So it's been uh, tropical storm Andrea. Andrea. Yeah, tropical storm Andrea dumped rain on me for two straight days. Oh, we got we got that stuff too, man. It it wrecked our roof actually. Our our roof two days ago was uh was totally flooded. We started to hear some uh, some water coming down, and, we're, and we opened up the door and it was like a waterfall. 
We go up mm. there and up to your knees in water because the storm had like uh, blown like a some tree crap into the drains. Ah. And our our hallway still stinks. Mm. Well, so with two straight days of nonstop rain, like hard rain, not like hard rain, <laughs> the Christian Slater movie. No, no. Which, hard... by the way, hard, <laughs> hard rain, man. Morgan Freeman's in that shit. Wait, wait. Morgan, I... Morgan Freeman is in Hard Rain. He plays like a. He's like the bad guy in Hard Rain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I didn't think that was that was too bad. There was like this one scene where his uh, his girlfriend is uh, handcuffed to a banister to like a, a railing, and they go underwater, and he like dives down and like goes to the first floor bathroom to get a hacksaw and comes back and the hacksaw breaks off and then they just like like kick the crap out of the banister until the handcuffs come off that was a great scene it actually it was a way better underwater handcuff scene than titanic was the titanic underwater handcuff scene sucks compared to hard rain <laughs> like seriously actually i would recommend hard rain to people it was one of those movies that came out at the end of the summer you know like the last week in august where they usually put the shit bombs mm-hmm but Morgan Freeman was good in it. Christian Slater, this is probably the last thing he was ever good in. And in fact, he had to get a special request to get released out of jail to go to the premiere. Really? What was <laughs> he doing in jail? Life, what do you think he was doing in jail? His life bottomed out in the 90s. Yeah. He's only just back now. Come on, man. Uh, Broken Arrow, man. No, Broken Arrow, I think, came out before that. Of course. Broken Arrow was awesome. I love Broken Arrow. Yeah, man. Travolta not being creepy. Yeah, and that one music sting. No, 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 which they took that very music thing and they used it in all the Scream movies for the Dewey, David Arquette's. Uh, oh, interesting. Like as, as a joke, but they totally took it from Broken Arrow. Anyways, Hard Rain. Yeah, so it came out at the end of August and stuff, and I just went and saw it. Like I saw, I saw you everything back then, mm-hmm. but uh, not bad. And uh, what's his face? Who's also crazy now? The Cousin Eddie from all the vacation movies was in it. What's that actor's name? Vacation movies? Yeah, like National Lampoon's Vacation. He was always the crazy cousin, Eddie. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Yes. I forget his name right now. He was he was the crazy pilot in Independence Day, sacrificed himself, blew everything up at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys where they're like, wow, they just found him somewhere for his first thing, and then he was a breakout sensation. But he's yeah. actually nuts. So he actually plays a bad guy in this movie, which was against... He'd always played stupid people. Mm-hmm. So he played a bad guy, and he was pretty good at it, too. Oh, awesome. I think Minnie Driver was the was the chick in the church that was handcuffed. I think it was one of her first movies. So, yeah, go uh, watch Hard Rain. It's really... It's not bad. <laughs> Minnie Driver. You know, every time I hear Min- the word Minnie Driver, I think of the terrible casting job that Disney did in Princess Mononoke starring Minnie Driver. Oh, uh, yeah. Bad. Bad news, dude. So anyways, what I was going with with the uh, Tropical Storm Andrea was I wasn't trying to make hard rain comparisons, although although no, I'm glad I did. But there wasn't a lot to do, so I just watched shitty movie after shitty movie on television. And actually, some of them weren't even shitty. I take that back. They were just movies back to back. So here's a list of the movies I watched the last couple days. All right. All right. First, we had uh, Pineapple Express. Classic Funny movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. These aren't actually no, only one of these is shitty. I, I apologize for saying that in the beginning. Now that I, now that I think about it, I watched a lot of good movies this weekend. <laughs> Pineapple Express, super bad. Mm-hmm. Un Siege. Okay. Booyah! That might have been my one thousandth viewing of Under Siege. Wow. 
of course, you know, it was on cable, so it's censored. You don't get to see the tits. And um, there's a couple scenes where they just they just use half the scenes. Like, you know, in the beginning when um, Tommy Lee Jones and all the bad guys have captured the sailors and they're marching them down into the hold. Yeah. And one of them breaks free and starts to fight and they knock him down and then they shoot him. And then Tommy Lee Jones shoots the guy in line behind him hmm. and says, let that be a lesson to you. If you try and break out, we're going to kill you and the guy behind you. Dun, dun, dun. So in this, they cut out the Marine trying to break out and getting killed. They just cut straight to randomly shooting a guy in line. Whoa. And Tommy Lee Jones saying, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> Shoot the guy behind you. They cut out the whole first part of it. I was like, what? Why is that? I don't know. I guess edited for time. Hmm. I don't that's, know. That's anyway. too bad. Uh, one stinker. I did, ha- I did watch Coyote Ugly. Oh, my God. Why would you watch that? Well, I don't, I don't live by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I do actually have to. Why would she watch see- that? What do you think? Why does any girl watch Coyote Ugly? Every, every girl of that generation loved Coyote Ugly. It's true. They're like, dudes, maybe after or maybe during college, we could go and be bartenders, hot bartenders that aren't strippers, but sometimes we like strip on the bar and it's like a coming of age story for chicks. <laughs> Did I ever tell you we got in a fight and got kicked out of Coyote Ugly? <laughs> <laughs> I got a story for everything. Yeah, man, we were going, uh, well, the Coyote Ugly that's in New York City. Of course, well, I mean, there's only one, really. Well, I think the original one is from like Texas or Alabama or something like that. It was the first. It was the first bar. I mean, like, it, yeah, it had like chick bartenders, but like, it was just a random conglomeration of words slapped together, and somehow it worked. Well, like the w- one weird thing you notice is the ceilings are really low. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is not good if you think about like fires. <laughs> <laughs> but no. uh, we were in there for a, a bachelor party for a friend of mine, and. You know, there was, uh, and actually one of the girls dancing on the bar actually flashed us, which was awesome. Yeah, all right. But then this other girl that knew our buddy, she jumped up on the bar and started dancing, which is fine. They don't care if girls do that. But then she was trying to get him to go up on the bar with him. Nope. With her, which is a big no-no. They don't want dudes on there. And and our buddy, he didn't want to go on there, but this friend was like, she was wasted, and she was trying to pull him up there. And so we're like, no, 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 you know, it's not a good idea. So this bouncer, God, he was eight foot wide, (laughs) wearing an XXXXXL Dallas Cowboys jersey. Uh (laughs) Just came over, and then he grabs my friend's other arm and starts yanking him the other way. So we got a drunk chick on the bar yanking, and yanking, and of course, you know, like, all us little guys were like, don't touch my friend! So, like, we all jumped on the bouncer. He didn't even feel us. It's like a cow with, like, his tail swatting little flies. (laughs) So, uh, he just started, like, swinging around. We're all falling off, and they kicked us out of there. Uh, Of course. So... Yeah, but that's my Coyote Ugly story. Anyways, it's much better than the movie, but I understand that chicks all love Coyote Ugly. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It's like, all right. All right it's no, a I'm good not. empowerment story. The, no, it's the, not. The small town girl who wants to be a singer moves to the big, bad, scary city, makes her way through it, has some intimidating jobs, and at the end, she writes a hit song and sells it to Leanne Rimes. <laughs> and then Leanne Rimes sings it at the end. Yeah. That's a shitty story. I mean, that's that's more like reality. You move to the big city with uh, hopes and dreams of becoming uh, actress, singer, whatever, and then you wind up working in a bar, yes. and is, and that's Shake where the story down. that's where the story ends. Actually, oh, but there's a geek there's a geek element of this movie though. Oh, her boyfriend or who wants to be her boyfriend uh, manage uh, manages to make this deal 
with oh. this uh, club promoter to get her some some mic time. Mm. But to do it, he has to give him Amazing Spider-Man like number one twenty nine first appearance of the Punisher. What? And in the movie, it says it's worth a thousand dollars, which is like nineteen nineties thousand dollars. Well, I think the movie came out in two thousand. Okay. Uh, I think you could probably get it for like seven hundred, but I, I don't really know. Anyways, so he has to swing the deal, but the chick is too busy at Coyote Ugly, so she doesn't show up. And the guy's like, oh. a deal's a deal, man. And he still has to fork over the Spider-Man first, uh, first issue uh, with oh the Punisher in God. it to the guy. Yeah. Dude. But then at the end, she pays him back with her Leanne Rhymes money and gives him a copy of the, the Punisher. But she pulls it out of her purse, so it's probably all crinkled. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, here you go. Like, like, Thanks, bitch. <laughs> you know There's what, the cardboard back to this. <laughs> You know, you know what went down? She probably pulled out like like the current edition of whatever Spider-Man comic is. She's like, "So, uh, everybody tells me you like the spider person." Yeah. And like yeah. and it's like the wrong thing. This is an amazing Spider-Man bitch. This is web of Spider-Man. Yeah. This shit got discontinued. What the fuck? <laughs> She's like, "Well, there's too many Spider-Man. How could I tell? There's too many." Yeah. There are there are too yeah. many. Yeah, she's like she's like, "Here. Look, I got you the very first number 1 issue of Spider-Man 2099." <laughs> Like, ah, we're dumb. You're dumb. We're broken up. We're broken up for that. Seriously, that's that sucks balls. How could you stand up your your boyfriend to live your dreams at to work at a freaking bar? Yeah. Oh my god. And you can't and you can't take it seriously because Tyra Banks is one of the uh, bar (gasps) workers, and it's so funny because she's so crazy now. So when you see her in there, you're like, yeah, right. You're like you're acting like a normal person. That is a great acting job. Good job. I know, right? Because now she thinks she's like she thinks she's a cross between God and Oprah, <laughs> and like her tears can heal the world. She's like she's like all right, all right. If if Oprah is is the God, then that makes me the Jesus. Yeah, she definitely. That's what she thinks she is. She definitely does. She's the, she's the Jesus. Yeah, I, I I had a friend actually. I think this happens to everybody. Yeah, you ha- you know somebody or it was yourself. You go through a period of time where you get obsessed with Tyra Banks and you're like oh my god she's she is actually nuts and she believes every single word that's coming out of her mouth and it's like it's like reality television gold and there was like a there was like a week where I would just like watch her programs anything she was in just straight just cackling oh yeah she's crazy I felt bad though she like really slammed fat people on accident really she had this episode where she wore a fat suit and a disguise, and she walked around like with secret video to see how people would treat her. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, they treated her differently than when she's a supermodel. <laughs> and she started like crying, like I can't believe how bad I was treated. Oh my god, I'm so happy to no longer be fat anymore. <laughs> it was just terrible. I hated it. Oh, and it's like you're really kind of bashing half your audience that is borderline obese. He's like, why don't you just, you know, it's like. You were trying the beginning of the segment. You were trying to do a good thing mm-hmm. to expose the double standard, but in the end, you just said it really, really sucks to be a fat person. Thank God I'm a model. Yeah, you know, it's like I think you lost your audience there, but that's you know that's a fine line. Either you have to go comedy, or you have to be really intelligent when you when you go all black like me. Like or, she was crying. Like she has a fake fat suit on, and she was crying that people were rude to her. It's like you are faking being fat. There's nothing permanent to this, so stop. Why are you crying? You're treated so badly for a second. Well, there, you know? well, all right. Well, let's let's take a step back. All right, this is a supermodel who, I mean, had to work hard. Obviously, you know, super hard worker, super intense. But she's been treated like gold for like let's say the last ten years of her life. 
You know, she's somebody. You know, and suddenly she was a fat nobody. That's like a culture shock. Yeah. So, anyways, she was in Coyote Ugly too. That kind of made it harder to watch, but. <laughs> But here's, but I'm saving the best one for last, the best movie for last that I watched. Yeah, yeah. Fell asleep in front of the television. Mm-hmm. Woke up at one o'clock, and guess what movie's on? What? Let's see, one o'clock in the morning on HBO. On HBO, I was gonna say Con Air, but no, that's more like an eight p.m. kind of no. movie. We're talking Serena the Sex Explorer. What? <laughs> yes. What? I was like, Serena the Sex Explorer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is, is it seriously like Dora the Explorer? Well, no, but I, I'm assuming the play in words is supposed to get you hooked in there. So, of course, that's what that's all it took for me. There's an alien, and she she gets a phone call from her dildo phone. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a glowing neon dildo phone. It better be. And, like, the mothership is like, we need you to go to Earth and have as much sex as you can for the next 24 hours and then report back on your findings. Uh. She's like, okay. So she teleports down to Earth and she shows off her magical powers. Uh-huh. She can just, uh, she can magically make her clothes disappear. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And she can make other people's clothes disappear too. Wow. It's like, it's like the cheapest story for a porn ever. It's awesome. Well, no, it's only softcore. So what? you don't you don't see uh, vads or dicks, <laughs> you know it's just softcore. They're just pretending to have sex. So um, no, it was the uh, production value was pretty bad. There's a lot of a lot of scars on some of them. Oh people. no! <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things that you don't want to watch in HD. Oh <laughs> like, god! Things to watch in HD: hockey. Things <laughs> not to watch in HD: softcore porn oh. with actresses that aren't quite good enough bodies to get into better porn. No. So. Uh, so I yeah, I watched probably like fifteen minutes of Serena the Sex Blower, and then even I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed. See, check it out, check it out. I think Eric, you didn't it's still better than Coyote Ugly. No, dude, dude, you <laughs> didn't watch Serena the the Sex Blower. You just watched the sequel to Coyote Ugly, Coyote Ugly Two. Yeah, like where is she ten years later? Yes, <laughs> with 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 gigantic uh, rock tits, uh, doing softcore porn badly. Yeah, so it was it was kind. Of, I did I did appreciate the magic power to uh, to make the clothes disappear. That was cool for Man. a second. <laughs> no, that, that 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 sounds so lame, dude. Well, actually, you know, you know what's funny is like once you've been to the top of the mountain, everything else seems like shit. Uh, so uh, I watched somebody somebody did this insane animation that happened to have uh, like tons of sex in it. It was like this this insane robot alien uh, woman thing who had a tractor beam locked inside her vagina and she yes. tractor beamed this dude's dick like he's like laying on the ground and, it's, and he doesn't even want to go he doesn't want to even go up but she tractor beams his cock straight up like three feet why would he not want to uh i mean i think i guess she was screwing him to death or something something that he only like evil alien robots can do yes when you were like magical powers i was like oh is it tractor beam vagina no <laughs> no it was just turn the camera off get naked everyone go back to your spot and uh, close enough turn the camera yeah. back on <laughs> they're like totally like a different pose but oh that's close enough i i appreciated softcore porn when i was in high school when like uh like it was it was like usa up all nights they would play uh, like softcore things at like uh like two o'clock in the morning sure man like there was there was this one softcore about um this this guy who this nerd who created this um this margarita like mixer this blender that could make anybody like touching it while it's making a margarita have an orgasm 
Yeah. Terrible, terrible idea for a plot. But it was like, just get us from one scene to the next, man. That's all That's all it needs to be. Yeah, so thankfully the uh, Tropical Storm is done. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to watch as many movies. Although, like, it was so funny. Like, I wasn't sure how long the rain was going to last. So I was like, okay, I'll DVR Green Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, uh... That Johnny Depp vampire movie that came out last year, Dark Shadows. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll record that one. So those are those are waiting for me at home now. <laughs> Dude, I watched I watched Star Trek Into Darkness, but oh yeah, but but instead of telling you what I thought about it, I'm gonna tell you what I overheard uh, at lunch today. Okay, uh, I had like a couple minutes in between uh, in in between performances. Sat down to some lunch at this uh, Italian restaurant in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, and the most stereotypical old rich Jewish couple was sitting like right next to us being super obnoxious and uh and and we know a lot of amazing jewish dudes and 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 uh and we are a jewish family also but uh oh my god it was like the most stereotypical like like the guy was just holding up the bread the empty bread container shaking it at the waiter you know what I mean? Just like talking about how they uh, all these amazing times. Ah, Venice was okay. Ah, I stopped stealing towels after that one. Penny pinching stereotypes, Eric. And okay, uh, what does this have to do with Star Trek? So they start talking about they all went to see the new Star Trek, and okay. I was like, oh my god, because basically we're over there like covering our faces, like, oh my god, please don't look this way, please don't include me in your conversation. They start talking about the new Star Trek, and basically the guy was just like, ah. It was horrible. Ah, it was just like it was like Wrath of Khan, but not. And there was like the new guy, and Ricardo Montalban was great. This new guy was terrible. Oh, I asked for my money back. Oh, me too. Did they ask for their money back after they watched the entire movie? Yes, and they got it. Oh, that's just wrong. That's what happens when you're like totally like a douchebag. If you're a big enough douchebag, you get your way. Yeah, it's like don't eat the whole steak and then say it sucked and ask for your money back. Exactly, but in the movies, it's like, well, time is money, and you don't want to be yelled at for like more than like a couple seconds. So just like, all right, all right, all right, all right, you know, here's your twelve bucks back, go away. Star Trek's been out for almost a month, so we can say whatever we want. So consider yourself spoiled. Um, it was so good. It was so amazing, good, man. And I liked that it. it was like, first of all, action packed. And if you don't know anything about Star Trek except for the first movie that you watched, you didn't need anything else. You could totally enjoy it. But I liked. Uh, how they did actually throw it back to Star Trek Wrath of Khan, you know, from the 80s. But they switched everything up just a little bit. That's true, dude. I was like, this is amazing. Awesome. They have Kirk sacrificing himself like Spock did. They have Spock on the other side of the glass. Uh, yeah. And then Spock goes to take on Khan. I was totally not expecting that. Yeah, they switched it up. In the original movie, Spock sacrifices himself to save the ship. And Kirk, earlier in the movie, goes, Khan! And in this one, Kirk sacrifices himself, and uh, Spock, Spock gets to say, "Con." So I thought that was a nice little nod to the old school. They had a uh, a, a tribble True. in the movie, so that was kind of a, a little throwback to the uh, original episode. So it was cool. Action packed, though. Holy cow! The action never stopped, which is cool. I loved. I love that um, their solution to uh, to the immortal uh, un unkillable, unlike beatable badass. We're like. All right, we're a ship full of humans and one Vulcan. Throw the Vulcan at him. Yeah. It was great. It was like uh, Kirk tries to do any kind of damage on Khan, who just kind of like sits there and absorbs it all and just does not give a crap uh, early in the movie. So you know that they like he can't take him in a fair fight or yep. even an unfair fight. 
So the solution was the Vulcan kind of has superpowers anyway. Just throw him at him and they can slug it out. Yeah. I thought that was great. And no, uh, I liked it. Yeah, and they had a Klingon. They kind of showed like a like a newish design for Klingons, and I thought that was cool too. Yeah, the Klingons were cool. I like their scene. Yeah, they look badass. I like their predator helmets in the beginning. Right, and then the guy took his uh, helmet off, and he's like, uh, "Klingon 2.0, ladies, what do you think?" Yeah. And they had the old school ship, the Bird of Prey ships. Those are the best Klingon ships. Uh, well, those are the best cl- ships ever. Yeah, I mean the Romulan ships suck ass. They're like big turtles. Yeah. No, so yeah, Star Trek Two. Like, if you liked Star Trek from four years ago, you will love this one. The sequel does not let you down. A lot of sequels do. This sequel was just as good as the original. I think, I think the four years ago original. <laughs> yeah, and I think some of the, the the obnoxious guys next to us, they were like, "There's no science in it." Blah blah blah, science. And I was like, "What? What? That's your complaint? There's no science in the science fiction film? Come on, man! They're, they're like they're running around on spaceships. RoboCop is the villain." You know? Oh, yeah, see? Now, did I, was I right or was I right? Robocop was the fucking man in this movie. It was great. He was just like, it was just like, uh, by the way, I wasn't intending on letting your crew live. Robocop is the fucking man. Like, when he first shows up in the movie, he like, he's an admiral for anyone. He's an admiral in this movie. Yeah. He goes rogue. <laughs> so when he showed up in the beginning as the admiral, I was like, oh, cool, Robocop cameo. But then he had like a big part in the movie, and mm-hmm. he was an awesome bad guy. It was great. I mean, every bad guy should be so great. It's like, all right, totally manipulate things from behind the scenes, and then show up and wreck everybody. And he only gets um, he only gets screwed because of like one tiny little thing. You know, it's like one thing working against him. Dude, that was awesome. I might almost say it's a career renaissance for Peter Weller. First, he's the voice of Batman in The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Then he does Star Trek Two, and in my Humble opinion is the best actor in it, and next year they're rebooting RoboCop. I think I think the we I think the the weakest parts of um, of Wrath of Khan two <laughs> re Wrath yeah was was Khan himself. I mean the way he played his character was kind of like I mean like yeah he had some motivation but like the way he played it just didn't rub me the right way. For me, he didn't actually need to be Khan. Mm-hmm. He was an interesting bad guy. But Khan from the original Star Trek Two, he was like this ruthless, crazy badass, and I felt like they could have, like, I felt like I needed him to be more of a wild man to really be Khan. Like, I like this guy's character. I just didn't like that he was Khan per se. They could have saved that actual villain for a different movie. They could just call this guy anything they wanted to, and I would have been fine with that. But as far as Khan, yeah, I didn't really need to have that name attached. Yeah, I hear that. But I mean, there's always chance for a sequel because they uh, they froze him and his buddies and did not send him into the sun. I don't know why they didn't do that, but yeah, whatever. they should just, yeah they they clearly found out that all of his survivors they were all like death row inmates, so they should have torpedoed all of them to the sun. Yeah, although I guess <laughs> I was just thinking like, all right, all right, this should have been the the after after uh, credit scene. It should have been like, all right, a crew, like crew of torpedo filled uh, prison inmates. And who's who's driving them? Cha-cha! It's Nick Cage, Con Air 2. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Like, yeah, they accidentally shoot the torpedoes at the sun and it miss and lands on uh, Nick Cage's planet. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. And they drop Riddick down there, too. Hell yeah. When's that new movie coming out with Riddick? September. Is it just called Riddick? Yes. God. You always got to simplify things nowadays. I know. It's like one-word titles. I can't wait for Riddick. It's going to be good. I, I have to say, I'm so glad that the Star Trek 2 
Uh, it wasn't called Star Trek Con or just Con or Con anything. Uh, it was just it was called Star Trek Into Darkness, and that that title didn't really it, it didn't like beat you over the head. You know, yeah. like I I thought about it afterwards. I was like, why why did they name it Into Darkness anyway? I mean, it was sort of like talking about like uh, the admiral's character of like you know how far is he willing to go. You know, in order to, uh, you know, bring order to the galaxy, maybe he's kind of gone to the mm-hmm. dark side, into darkness, yada, yada, yada. I think the only, like, I like the whole movie. The only thing I didn't really like was that Kirk gets demoted. They kick him off the Enterprise, mm-hmm. bust him down to second in command of something else. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, he's really going to have to work his way back. The very next scene, they're like, yo, I pulled some strings. You're back on the Enterprise. <laughs> You're going to be my second in charge. And then a second later, the guy dies and Kirk becomes captain again. Yep, that was so quick. That, that was the only thing I was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind watching him, like, have to earn his spot in the Enterprise. Because they're like, well, let's face it, Kirk. You really just kind of accidentally lucked into being captain in the first movie. Mm-hmm. You're too cocky. You don't appreciate it. We're going to bust you down. I was like, oh, okay. Let's see where this goes. And the very next scene, like, oh, I got you back on. Yep. I'm like, oh, well, you kind of wasted that moment then. You didn't really need to do that. But, um. It's true, it's true. But they you know, kind of got him back on. I would have liked to him see him earn it. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, he's kind of like Batman in that regard. You know, like every time Batman dies, you're like, no, dude, no, he'd be back in a second. Hey, yeah. hang on. Or uh, he's not Batman anymore. No, no, no. A couple issues. Like as soon as this mini series is over, it's back to old good old Batman again. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't like that. Um, oh, I, I, I lost it. Oh, hang on. Let me try and get it back. <laughs> It flew out of my mind like a little bat. I was like, ha-ha, Batman, and that, that little nugget disappeared. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I love Star Trek Two: Into Darkness. It was great, man. Action-packed. Um, I liked it better than Iron Man 3. Really? So I guess right now, for me, Star Trek Two is leading the race of the summer's best movie. Well, Iron Man, Iron Man 3, uh, number five, top-grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Number five. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think uh, Avatar is still number one. So tomorrow is actually my birthday, and I'm probably going to like sneak out on my lunch break and take a long lunch to go watch a, a shitty movie. Awesome. Just, so, uh, but I mean, not a good one because the good movies don't come out until the end of this week, like Superman, and then this is the end. I mean, this is the end. I wanted to watch that ever since I heard about that. Right. That's the, you know, the realism movie when the world is ending and all those guys like Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, James Franco, they're playing themselves. Right. During the apocalypse that comes. So those movies are coming out at the end of the week. So I can't see those. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I'll see something shitty. Maybe I'll see like Hangover 3 or oh, something like that. <laughs> Just say you know, it's my birthday. I got to do something. Uh, you know, I guess you got to work and do something. That's true. Well, dude, so. if you're. I will. I will give you a brief thunder dump. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Uh, Attack on Titan. Holy crap! Best anime of the last three years, at least. It's yeah, amazing. I saw you. You put the link on Facebook. I watched like five minutes of it. It's like I mean, you got to be into anime to watch anime. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially subtitled. It just it's coming out in Japan like now, so there's not gonna be an English dub for at least another year. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the dub tends to lose me. It's kind of like. It's kind of like a, it's got that horror edge to it, like Berserk, and that like these giant humanoids are attacking the last of humanity and eating them and brutally murdering them every episode, mm. and they don't know why. They don't know like where they're coming from, what their goal is. They clearly oh, don't need humans to live. Sorry, that's not the one I watched. Oh, what'd you watch? You posted one on Facebook that was supposed to be like really funny that made fun of anime. Oh yeah, Tower of Druaga. 
Yeah, that's. I got like five minutes into that one. And I was like, eh, I don't know. No, 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 no. yeah, you know, you, you have to understand all the anime tropes to really uh, get what like what they're making fun of. Yeah, that's the one I, I kind of was like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. go watch uh, episode one of Attack on Titan. It's actually re- it's actually really good. But I remember it's... you said during the week you're like, forget the red wedding from Game of Thrones. This is the real shocker. And Dude. I say, and I say that sounds like someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. That's, <laughs> that's shocking nation, my friend. And I watched it and I read the books. I knew what was coming, mm-hmm. and it still ripped me up. All right, I would just I would just spoil. All right, to to. <laughs> I will I will spoil it right for you then. Episode five, Attack on Titan. You no, can stop spoil. listening now. Dude, it goes down and I, I couldn't believe it and it made me like I was like I was hooked before, but then after episode five I was like, Any anime that does this, I will watch you till you're done. Yes, but it's no game of thrones. That gripped a nation, Chad. <laughs> I just think like people didn't see it coming. After after I read that in the books, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I, I read I, I read up to Dance of Dragons and I was like, nope, no more. I don't care anymore. You killed Rob and uh, all the characters that I liked. Bye. It was halfway through book three. You didn't even finish the end of book three. I got to the I got to the part where like um, the, uh, the the chubby chick that everybody called the uh, the beautiful. What's her name? Brienne, the beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she was getting her face eaten off, and I was like, no, she's the last character <laughs> I like. Come on, guys! And then she gets captured, and I was like. Oh, fuck i just don't give a crap anymore I, i'm 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 tired of my emotions being trampled and i just don't want to pay good money or spend good time to have that happen over and over again because i know it's just going to continue it does continue because i've read all five books and like there is a there is a moment in book five where i'm gonna i'm gonna have to ter- revoke my man card here <laughs> there is a moment in book five where i silently i was reading it in bed and i silently closed the book, and I had one solitary tear dripped out my <laughs> cheek. <laughs> Amen. You know, I couldn't help it. Something really bad happens in book five. So anyone that's just that uh, knows Game of Thrones only from the TV show, you ain't seen nothing yet. Bear, bear. Hey, dorks, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because more, more sad shit's gonna happen. Yep, yep. I'm out. I'm out. And everybody's oh. talking. Every this week, everybody's talking about like, oh my God, George R. R. Martin, you were such a troll, you scumbag, you horrible person, you know. And I'm and everybody who read the books is like, dude, we had this conversation amongst ourselves years ago. I don't know if you were there. You well, weren't there. I mean, that is kind of nice. It is nice that people that made fun of me for reading these books years ago are now really super into the TV show. And I was like, see, books aren't bad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing. The hardest thing and the best thing you can do as a writer, as a TV guy or anything, is to make people feel. Right. So if you can make people feel, it's good. You just wrote, you made shit up and people are pissed. You got a good reaction out of them. So as much as it hurts me, I tip my cap to the guy and I continue to read them and continue to watch the TV show because it's so rare. So many movies and TV shows and books and stuff, all you see is like the top good guy challenges the top bad guy to a duel. And then whoever wins, that's the end. In this one, they would be like, fuck no, I'm going to jump you from behind with six guys and just stab the shit out of you. <laughs> like, the brutality in Game of Thrones, it's, it's weird to say a, a show that has dragons in it seems realistic to me. Yeah. But I feel like this is the kind of realism from, like, 500 years ago that actually happened. Like, sure. there ain't no place for heroes, you know? I mean, the bad, real... The- bad guys win. And they're fucking brutal, and they don't have one-on-one fights. They have four-on-one in a dark alley when you're not watching. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely enjoyed that. It was just like, 
You know, like there are certain stories, like a certain story type that I'm that I'm totally for. Like I'm, I'm into video games. I'm into that escapism part of it. I want to relate to the main characters. And if you mm-hmm. kill off the main characters, it's like you killed me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but I'm just saying at the same time, isn't that awesome? Because it really forced you to think. I'm telling you, dude, I watch TV all the time. And I can I annoy the crap out of my wife because I will tell her what's going to happen before it happens. Oh, of course. But just because I can just see where it's going, you know, because you just it happened. The same shit happens all the time. Game of Thrones is like one of the very few things out there you just can't predict. I find it refreshing. Well, all you right. know, they don't go the stereotypical way. You know, I don't know how the book's going to end, but it's not going to end the way I think it's going to end. No, and that's just how it is, and I and I can respect that. It is gut wrenching, but it's a journey. So it Quote, is like <laughs> all right. Write that down and then sell it. Put it on the back of something. No, I mean like it's you know. So I I respect it and I did enjoy watching everyone's reaction. But it was actually worse on the TV show than in the book. Wow, because in the book, Rob's wife does not get killed. Oh. He's like, yo, babe, I'm going to this wedding. The guy's pissed at me. You should stay back in the castle. In this one, she goes mm. during the wedding. They dance together and she says, I'm pregnant. Oh, and he's, damn. Like, oh, he's like, wow, I can't wait to teach him how to ride and stuff. Then when they to turn the trick on him, mm-hmm. one of the bad guys comes up to her first before anyone knows what's going on. Takes a knife and stabs her eight times in the belly. Oh, that's how it starts. And I'm like, throw up. So like that didn't even happen in the book. So it's like, even though I knew what was going to happen, I had a pit in my stomach the whole episode. I didn't even see that shit coming. And I was like, oh, my God. And the acting was superb. Sure. Like, uh, Catelyn Stark, the mom, like, she's just, like, shrieking, and you just, like, really feel it, man. So, like, my wife fell asleep five minutes in, and then after I finished watching, <laughs> I, I, I deleted the episode, and I told her she couldn't watch it. Wow. No, of like, course I, not. I'm like, I'm not the boss of you. I can't tell you what to do. I would strongly advise you not to watch this yeah. because I know that you would not be able to make it through there. And so, eventually, she agreed, and I just told her what happened, and she's like, oh. <laughs> so, um, so, but, yeah, anyways, I like it. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch all my shows like that yeah. where they kill the characters and stuff, but it's refreshing to not know what's going to happen. I appreciate so. it. I, I appreciate that as well, but, you know, I, I, I think I've said my piece on it, but, like, no more. I'll wait till the end. Maybe I'll read them after they're all done and be like, I just had this prediction in my head that, like, every single main character that I give a crap about, dead by the end of the series, and somebody comes out on top, sort of, the end. This could be revolutionary when that happens, though. I mean, maybe, maybe like George R. R. will be like cackling like he's like the dude from Seven. Like everybody will be talking about me for the longest time. I felt like the best two jokes I heard afterwards was George R. R. Martin isn't on Twitter because he killed all hundred forty <laughs> characters. <laughs> and then the other one was just wait till next season. How shocked the uh, audience is going to be when Game of Thrones starts killing actual audience members <laughs> instead of TV characters. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's good, man. In fact, the finale is on in like an hour, so I'm going to yeah. be watching it tonight. The fin- is the finale going to be where? Oh, do I know? It'll definitely next season. Next season, it'll start where the fat oh, wait, guy. Wait, from- wait, 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 wait! I you don't want to spoil that for other people listening right now. Ah, all right. Uh, let's not ruin I, it for them. I was just going to make a joke. Well, uh, I mean, because we, all us readers were pretty good at not spoiling the Red Wedding thing. So let's, all right, let's all right. That. I won't, I won't all, joke. Uh. All I will say is nothing's crazy is probably going to happen tonight because HBO, when they do their 10-episode seasons, mm-hmm. the ninth episode is where all the shit happens, and then yeah. the 10th episode, eh, not that much happens. Well, that's good. 
it's perfect actually because I like that they do the wrap up or they do the crazy shit and then they devote an episode to wrapping it up. Whereas most TV shows, the crazy shit happens in the finale and then you've got to wait six months before being able to pick up again. So I like that they do uh, an after episode. Right. So tonight's the 10th episode. They already did all the crazy shit. So this one's probably just going to wrap up a bunch of the threads that we saw. Word. I really got to piss. <laughs> no kidding. We, wow. we just we just hit the hour mark. It's like basically <laughs> running down my leg. You could die, man. Water poisoning. It happens. There was a woman uh, this contest uh, eight years ago. <laughs> no, no, all right. So, all right, sorry, sorry, a little story. So there was this contest when the Nintendo Wii first came out. A radio, like talk radio in LA, I think, got like a Wii. And they were saying, okay, we're going to have this contest called Hold Your Wii for Wii. And <laughs> they, they got like three actual people to come on and drink water until they all balled out. So it was contest to keep 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 drinking, keep drinking until you had to pee, basically. And uh, the one woman won. She took she took the Nintendo Wii, she went home, she told her uh, her loving husband and son who she got the Wii for, "I don't feel so great." Went to sleep and died. Of, she drowned. You could actually drown if you drink too much water. Oh yeah, I mean college kids have been doing it for years. I know. <laughs> Ever since I got in trouble for killing them with alcohol, Frat guys have been killing them with water. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, man. You gotta pee. You gotta pee to live. You think they still play that Wii? <laughs> They're like, fuck, mom died. But I love this new bowling game. <laughs> this one's for you, mom. I'm just saying, like, you have to keep playing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't stop playing your Wii. Your mom died to get you that Wii, son. Yeah, exactly. You better play it every day. <laughs> I don't want to see you making those those memes online, making fun of the Wii. That's right. Your mom, your mom died to give you this now defunct old ass video game system. Yeah, man. Ugh. I I hope the very first me they created was of the mom, dude. It's so like, she could live on digitally inside the gaming system. But then it would be her soul was probably in there. Her like the me was probably already created. She was already in there. Like hello, <laughs> dude. But what if you play? You could play as a me in certain games. Like you could play as like um you could pit your me against your mom's your dead mom's me in like the boxing game and beat the crap out of your dead mother. How does that make you feel? I just feel like you win in Mario Kart and then you'd be like, I just felt like mom helped me to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's you that's, are the wind beneath my wings. That sounds like an anime, man. Mom dies, but she's in the video game helping you win. And then towards the end, you'd be like, no, Mom, I got to do this one by myself. Ghost Mom, you can't help me in the final round. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and then you would totally crash and burn because Ghost Mom was totally helping you, like angels in the outfield. Yeah, or um, there was a basketball movie with the Wayans brothers. <laughs> really? The one, the one died, and then he came back as a ghost and was helping the other one kick ass on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. And then it was in the mid-'90s. They all end the same way. The one guy is still dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He went to go slam dunk the ball, and he's like, Ant, no, let it go. <laughs> and they won without him, Teen Wolf style. That's silly. Teen Wolf, that was so stupid. It's like, dude, you're a werewolf, and you can play ball as a werewolf with superpowers. Why the hell would you ever go back? I mean, you're getting, like, BJs from, like, the hottest chick in school because you're a werewolf, dude. Don't let it go to waste. No. Well, that's another story for another day. All we right. could talk about Teen Wolf forever, but I really got to pee. All right. Piss, piss well, my friend. This show was brought to you by the letter P. <laughs> All right, and and, uh, and happy birthday. All right, and check us out on Facebook, uh, jumpmanpodcast.com, all those other sites. And uh, if you feel like re- reading a book this summer, <laughs> by Shark Knights by Eric Williams, available on Amazon.com, paperback and ebook.
Alright, thank you and good night. So jump man engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.